Hello and welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. The Big Ten has secured a new media rights deal. What could that mean for the Big 12? We'll discuss that next and more. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day coming at you right now. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we are back on Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Um, I want to talk about the Big Ten and a new media rights deal that is coming out in the near future. Um, and how that affects the Big 12. I did want to quickly, though, say thank you to a couple of people who chimed in on yesterday's show. I talked about the Big 10 yesterday and TCU. There were some rampant speculation that maybe some tweets by Jeremiah Donati and UCLA Athletic Director Martin Germain could signal um, TCU heading that way. It does not appear that that's the case, but um, I talked about how I really thought the Big 12 was a better fit. Gary W. Patterson on Twitter. Not not that Gary Patterson, but there is a TCU fan that listens to this show regularly, and his name is Gary Patterson, and that's just um, a really humorous thing to me every time I see it. But he said, I just don't see the Big Ten asking TCU to join. Frogs would get lost in the Michigan-Ohio State dominance. However, it would give the Big Ten a presence in Texas from a recruiting perspective, and TCU could not pass up the dollars. And, of course, TCU football owns Wisconsin. And, yes, obviously that Rose Bowl win was the biggest moment in the football program's history. Um, really put the the new regime on the map in a huge way. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Gary. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I really don't see it as a, a fit. But it's funny when we talk about, like, fitting, you know, culturally or regionally because that's really been thrown out the window, right? Like USC and UCLA don't fit the Big Ten, but they're there because it gives the Big Ten more markets they can leverage um, in TV negotiations. Now, my buddy Chris Gross said, I think Stephen's correct on this. I don't care about big deals that line other people's pockets. I'm more open to a possible Big Ten move based on other personal ties. But again, I think Stephen's right. I think the regionality of TCU being a Big 12 school is key. And yeah, I mean, that's my thing. I, I just feel like all this, it hurts the fans, right? Like that's that's who actually loses out on it. And I'm still going to watch college football. I still love college football. In whatever conference TCU joined, I would follow them and be passionate about what they're doing. Um, but I just like the regional aspect of the Big 12. And, you know, obviously that conference is expanding too, right? Like added Cincinnati, added Central Florida, BYU, Houston. But it still feels like the core group of schools is um, sort of in the same area. There's some regional ties. And then the expansion was really done out of necessity because of what happened with the Big Ten and the SEC. So speaking of the Big Ten, and in segment two, we'll get to some more TCU-specific news. Um, but the Big Ten came out with a new rights agreement today, and the numbers are pretty staggering. Um, it's going to go into the 2029-2030 season. It's a seven-year deal. It involves Fox, CBS, and NBC, and also the Big Ten Network. And uh, eventually... It's going to get up to $1.1 billion annually in revenue. That's right, $1.1 billion with a B dollars annually. 
Um, so let's talk about a few things that I think are intriguing from a Big 12 and TC perspective. So first off, this is starting up next season in 2023, which I think speaks to the fact that I'm still confident, and I know there's legal hurdles here and other things that have to get you know situated. But I really think USC and UCLA will be in the Big Ten next season. I feel like Texas and Oklahoma will be in the SEC next season because the TV networks are making it pretty clear that they want to get this done quickly. And so the Big Ten has gotten things situated with Fox and CBS and NBC, and all those networks are sort of going up head-to-head with um, – the uh, ESPN behemoth and and the SEC itself. So from a distribution standpoint, you'll see Big Ten games on Fox early in the mornings. CBS, which for years has had that uh, 2.30 central time SEC game, that's going to become a Big Ten game. And then NBC, which obviously has had Notre Dame for a long time, that's really kind of what they've done in the college football space, along with some HBCU games they're going to start doing a weekly night game involving the Big Ten. So a weekly, you know, Big Ten matchup at night. Um, That'll be on NBC, and then there'll be some games streaming on Peacock. So a lot of different distribution points here. As as far as how it involves the Big 12 or how it relates to the Big 12, I think, one, I feel like the Big 12 is going to negotiate a deal, not necessarily similar in the money itself, but similar in the multiple distributors, like having multiple channels um, getting their content, whether that's streaming or traditional linear cable. Um, And then obviously with ESPN dropping out of the Big Ten sweepstakes, that means there's more inventory that they have to fill. So an opportunity for the Big 12, hopefully leverage that for uh, a better TV contract, whether that's money or airtime. And I I think the bottom line is, like, again, and I said this yesterday, I'm not as concerned about the dollars and cents, even though I know a lot of people are, and I understand the connection it has with the Big 12 itself. The the more important thing to me is we're, we're living in a world now where you can find TCU football you know, every week in, in some form or fashion. And that's a huge deal because that hasn't always been the case. I mean, I would say even 10, 15 years ago when those Mountain West games were on versus, um, it, it could be difficult to find those games. But also, that that's going to continue for the Big 12. And I think there's an opportunity now for the Big 12 to bring some more leverage to the table and saying, okay, hey, ESPN, we know you need – DeVille Samaritime, Fox, maybe NBC and CBS. We know you still need to fill Samaritime. Why not put on some quality football, some Big 12 games on in the future? And that's going to be a huge key. So I I think overall this could be a good thing for the Big 12, even though today all you're going to hear about is how great it is for the Big 10 and the future of college football and all the money that's involved. Um, I was going to also talk about – so the college football playoff is – discussing um, separating from the NCAA. They're starting to have some initial discussions about that, but I think I'll save that for Friday's show. And instead, when we come back, I want to talk about TCU and their ceiling this year. How many games could the Frogs win? We'll talk about that next. Before we do that, though, let's talk about one of our great sponsors, betonline.net, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. 
Uh, football season's right around the corner, right? And if you thought, man, I, I've, I've always kind of interested in wagering on games. I feel like I know what's going on. Well, get on with betonline.net right now. You can find reviews and news from every uh, different league. So it's not just a wagering site. There's also good information there. It's a good one-stop shop for all your sports needs. Um, they're a top online resource for all sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, I have you covered. Head over to BetOnline today uh, with your mobile device to learn about the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So you're going to watch a gluttonous amount of football anyway in a few weeks. Why don't I try to make some money while you're at it? And maybe you can pass it off as a little bit of a side hustle. Again, that's BetOnline. .net. Okay, I'm um, continuing on here on Locked on Horn Frogs. So yesterday, uh, I recorded a segment with Zach Blackerby, who um, is like over the college channel, and he also, he also hosts Locked on Auburn, and then Jonathan Davis from Locked on Longhorns. And uh, it's going gonna, gonna to be on Audacity. I'll tweet it out. At Locked on TCU is where you can find the show on Twitter. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. And um, that's where you can find the segment. But anyway, the show um, was about Big 12 sleepers, right? Sleepers in the Big 12. And so they sort of had the me, the Locked On TCU host, and the Locked On Texas host on there talking about, hey, are these two schools sleepers um, going into the season? And Zach asked me a question. He said, what is TCU ceiling this year? Like, what has to happen for this team to be really good? And if they are really good, what does that look like? And I was sort of mulling it over. And I was trying to find a way to kind of parse out, okay, you know, if if everything falls into place for this team, how many wins could they end up with? And I, I personally don't think this is like a – Dark Horse title contender. I would love that to be the case, and I will gladly be wrong. I don't see that right now. And my main concern is just on defense. And I know today, if you've been following practice reports, apparently today defense actually had a really good day and sort of had the upper hand on the offense. Defensive line was able to get some pass rush, and those are all really encouraging signs. Because I'll tell you, defensive line is my biggest question. I'm super excited about Dominic Williams, but it also makes me nervous that he's 17 years old and he's starting, um, even though I know they're going to have a rotation there. You know, you lost some guys in O'Shawn Mathis and Kyrie Coleman, obviously now a completely different system, but still you have to replace that production as far as making plays in the run game and getting to the passer. Um, And so that's going to be a big key. You also have a new scheme. But I think in the back end, you know, with the secondary, they're set up pretty well. I feel like this linebacking crew can be really good, especially as the season progresses and maybe they start to react faster and read their keys better once games start. But I still have questions about the defense. I have some questions about the offensive line. Um, we still don't know who are, who the quarterback's going to be. But I really think this offense is going to be pretty solid. And I feel like they could be honestly elite if that O-line can protect and they can get this system, you know, implemented quickly. But I settled. <clears throat> I was looking around. I think eight wins is this team's ceiling. Maybe nine. I could be talked into nine, but I really feel like eight and four, at least during the regular season, is where I fell. Because if you take care of business in your three non-conference games, and that's Colorado, Tarleton, SMU, and you're 3-0, and 
you, know, you take one from Kansas. I'm, I can't really predict them to beat OU. I would love for it to happen, but that's the one team since they joined the Big 12 they've just had no success against, right? And so I, I don't see that happening. But if you get to four wins with that one over Kansas, and then maybe you, you steal one from Kansas State, um, Texas Tech, I think they can certainly beat. Texas and Baylor are teams that they've had success against in the past, even though those two teams seem to be in a better place at the moment. Texas has a lot of questions around them, even though I know they have tons of talent and they're trying to build off that five and seven season. <clears throat> I really do feel like eight wins is sort of this team's ceiling, though. And if you end up with seven or eight wins, then I think there's a ton of optimism going into the next year because then Sonny Dykes and his system has worked effectively. It means I think the defense is probably a little further along than um, than you expected. Some of the young guys, some of those young freshmen that are going to play have contributed and have grown up through the throughout the regular season. And then going into the next season is when hopefully you can really put your foot on the gas. Um, hopefully that's drummed up a lot of interest in recruiting, has done some really you know nice things for the university as a whole, the program as a whole, and in branding and in getting their name out there. So I feel like eight wins would be huge. And I think it's possible. I don't I don't believe it's it's a pie in the sky idea. Um, you know, more than that, we're really ahead of schedule and we're throwing a party here on Lockdown Horn Frogs and things have gone um, just fantastic in the first year. But getting through that non-conference schedule unscathed is a big deal to me. And I've said that before, but I just think if you can get to three and O, then it helps your confidence and it sets you up to go make some things happen as the year goes on. We'll close out the week tomorrow. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team.